Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. This is Tony Tellado. The Old Ways is about witchcraft, or in this case, brujaria. A young woman returns to a village from her past to discover more than she bargained for. Brujaria in the Old Ways in a moment. The Old Ways has many themes. And one for sure, as the title implies, is a time-honored supernatural practice and how it conflicts with our modern digital lifestyle. In the person of Christina, a photojournalist who returns to her Latin American home to investigate those practices, she wanders into the cave of the Boca, or Mouth, a cave said to hold the demon. After literally passing out, she finds herself in a cell and told that she is possessed by the local bruja, or witch. Is it just superstition, or is it real? The modern world faces head-on with the old ways. I chatted via Zoom with rising acting star Brigitte Cali Canales, who is Christina, the young journalist, screenwriter Marcos Gabriel, and also director Christopher Alendar. Let's explore the old ways. Great to talk to you guys about this amazing film. As a Latino, I'm, I'm Cuban, also have a family in Spain. So to see you, Bridget, that just, you know, that your background is very similar, which a Mexican as well. Fantastic. Uh, really, really good. Talk about her journey. Obviously, I don't want to give anything away, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it literally is a... Um, kind of like finding your place in the world kind of movie. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and she's certainly, at, well, she's on the journey. That's all I'll say, not to give any spoilers. <laughs> but what was that like for you? Uh, a really um, a gut-wrenching kind of a movie for her. Yeah, I think as for me personally, I'm a much brighter person. So to have to find someone who's, uh, li- who's lived with such uh, darkness and you know, sarcasm and anger towards uh, people and and just for life and her reality and then never really knowing and understanding what uh, love coming from a family member was like, accepting it and opening her heart to it. I think it was, um, I think it was very different from my life. So it was uh, quite a journey because I've had quite the opposite. So um, it was, it was beautiful though you know, the, the discovery process and um, connecting with, I had such great uh, partners, uh, so it was easy. But yeah, I, I, think it, it's, I think it's relatable because I feel like people are all lost in some ways and we're all constantly trying to find ourselves. Um, so that's definitely uh, relatable. But yeah, it was, it was a, a challenging process because it was so different from me. Uh, from how I am. <laughs> so for, for Marcos and, and Christopher, um, what I liked is that you could have easily done what a lot of films do, and that's to kind of speed things up, but making it a slow burn, I really appreciated. And there was even that all the characters were not window dressing. They each had their little moments. Talk about crafting that story so that you know, the story fit in. And then I have a theory about these kind of movies and see if you guys agree. Ooh, I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris and I uh, worked a lot before I, you know, really developed the screenplay. I mean, I, I started writing the draft of it a little bit, uh, Tony. It was, I was very much inspired. I was born in Puerto Rico. I, I, my mother told me a few interesting stories about, like, her own father and, like, a, a bruja coming to the house. And, and those things really sparked something really exciting in me uh, in trying to approach this story. So as we focused on it and, and started sussing out what this journey was for this story, we knew it wasn't going to just be like a bunch of window dressing bad guys and that it was, there was some real cultural connection to it uh, that we wanted to honor and respect for me personally. And for Chris, we've known each other for 20 plus years. Um, so he was very much ready to jump in and embrace the culture and, and do his own research and, and look to it. So we, part of the slow burn comes from us wanting to really take our time in the world, take our time with the characters, because at its core, this is, this has got a, a great journey to it. It also has to be a really scary and thrilling movie. And we knew it wouldn't be that way unless you connected to Bridget's character, unless you connected to all the characters in, in the movie. So that was, um, that was kind of the, the, the source of that stuff. And I'm sure Chris can expound some more on, yeah, I mean, uh, from a filmmaking point of view, it was really important to us to um, make sure we didn't demonize any of the characters um, other than from Bridget's character's point of view. So everything was kind of, if she thought somebody was a bad guy, they were a bad guy. If, you know, but we didn't ever want to dictate that with like spooky music or crazy camera angles. So we tried to really walk the line so when you watch it over and over again, you're not um, feeling like we were tricking you or anything like that. It's everybody's, you know, own uh, takeaway as they're going through it. So I hope that that came through. We're trying to really be true to all the, all the characters, you know, have a, a, a real reason for why they're there and, and like kind of a point of view as they go through life. So that was important to everybody involved and especially the actors themselves, you know, they all took their roles extremely seriously and wanted to know why, why we're here, why we're doing this, why would I, you know, take goat milk and, <laughs> this person or whatever. and um, so we had to really work through all that so it didn't feel like we were um, just cheating our way through it to make a scary movie. You know? mm. So my theory is this, if you ground this type of movie with a solid story, and for me, that story was uh, you have Bridget uh, and she uh, lives in the, in the 21st century, cell phone, works in an office, you know, works for a, a newspaper or a blog. And then you have the people in Mexico who, are, who live in their own culture and literally embrace the old ways. And that counterclash I liked, and it's kind of like, the question that is asked of her is, where do you fit in? And if you took that story and just put it out of the film, it could actually be its own film. And that grounds it for me. And really, all of you, if you want to comment on that, because uh, that's really what got me involved as much as anything else. That's one of the main benefits. I think sci-fi has always had that kind of ability to speak to a greater theme and a greater story in a way that kind of hits you on the second viewing and horror movies 
a lot of the best ones absolutely do that as well. Um, so we were striving to be that sort of movie where uh, you can read the script or you can watch the movie and go like, okay, good. It's a scary movie. But for, any, I mean, I don't even know if any of our actors and Bridget can speak to it. If yeah. read the script and said like, oh good, I want to be a part of this scary, scary movie. I think it was more like, yeah, this movie is saying something uh, that I can view in this character. And, and I think it takes a little extra work in the beginning to find the uh, emotional core and the grounded core of the story. But I think once you've done that work, it is all the more rewarding for the whole process. Definitely. To add on to Marcos, I, when I read it, I didn't see it as a horror film. I mean, I knew there was, there was really crazy stuff happening. When you read that on paper, it's quite the experience. Um, but I definitely saw it as a drama. I was like, oh, this is a drama. It's a person trying to figure out who they are and why they're here. <laughs> so, yeah, as a drama is what I saw it as. I think there's a lot of talk today about, like, oh, the good old days and let's, whatever, make things great again. And, um, and there's always kind of this idea that, like, oh, when the grandparents and everybody, you know, that was perfect then. And that was, like, the, the pristine original version of our culture or whatever and i really enjoyed diving into the idea of of the melting pot culture and and modernizing the old ways and being able to find the things that are great about them and raise them up for the 21st century and the idea that you know when we started digging more and more and more into like mexican culture and heritage and the history and the archaeological side of it and you know even the oldest thing that anyone can remember has been completely uh, mixed up with multiple different influences from Spain and Aztec and the, especially this part of Mexico and Veracruz has got Mayan and Aztec and Afro-Caribbean and uh, Spain and obviously English in some ways. And, you know, and that's hundreds of years ago. So like, what is the real old and why is what makes one better than the other one and, and the journey that, Christina, the character Christina takes is to hybridize that and make it her own and, you know, take what, what she loves about modern day society and, and, and infuse that with the things that connect her to her, her roots. Um, so for me, that was really interesting because I have, I'm on the furthest end of the spectrum of these three, as far as the disconnect from my, whatever my cultural heritage is, which we think is Spain, but we don't even really know, you know. Um, so that's very uh, fascinating to me to just be able to delve into that. And I think that's what, as Margaret said, horror kind of gives us the opportunity to explore cultural questions um, and things that are in the zeitgeist now. There's more of The Old Ways, so stay tuned. Of the film, The Old Ways. Yeah, I love the fact that she kind of lost speaking Spanish. And that's, that's happened in my family with the younger generation. You know, it's us older folks that can still speak it. And uh, yes, when I watched the movie, I didn't read the subtitles. I didn't need to. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, uh, it's really cool. What's interesting to me, too, is, you know, the locations. I mean, the Boca was just 
that's a creepy place, you know, and it looks like a mouth too. So it's really wild. And the fact that it takes place really in this one little complex and it's all there, but it's just the way it's shot. It's so creepy. Credit to your director of photography too. Some beautiful shots there. So talk about that. You can do that. And yet definitely a compelling, uh, a compelling story. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. La Boca was a, phenomenal find. Uh, Chris had actually drawn a picture of what he wanted the cave to be. We happened to find a beautiful cave in uh, Puerto Rico uh, that was exactly (laughs) the drawing Chris had made uh, for what he wanted it to be. And it just brought such a richness to actually get out there and, and be kind of in this jungle and to be in a natural setting. And it just changed so much of the story. Um, when you saw that and and you were there. So it was thrilling to to find that. Our director of photographer, Adam Lee, Chris can speak more to him. He is phenomenal at finding beautiful shots and just working in whatever conditions we are at the moment and to find new ways to find something in the lens that tells a story so brilliantly and so beautifully. Yeah, that was super exciting to, when we found that that cave because it literally I mean I drew just a big scary demon mouth with giant teeth you know and a silhouette of that and we don't have the money to just say give me the cave you know we couldn't build it from scratch or you know so to have found that uh, you know we looked in multiple countries and multiple parts of this country and um, ultimately ended up in Puerto Rico and um, it was just Amazing. I mean, it was really scary and really, it, it was also the last two days of shooting um, was was there and uh, it was a really fun way to end the, the piece because we'd been on the soundstage for, for four or five weeks and just to get that real, that real experience uh, at the end, I think obviously Bridget probably has something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just add on that, I mean, it was so creepy when you got there, and there were so many bats, so many bats, <laughs> and this was right when, we, we finished rapping right when the whole coronavirus Ooh. stuff took off, right? So we were all like, is this the last movie we'll ever make? <laughs> and we were looking at all the bats in there. Um, I mean, it was exciting. I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And it had a life of its own, that cave. And it had rained. So there was uh, like little puddles of water. And I had learned while I was there that at one point it was full of water, the cave. So we got lucky that it didn't rain too heavy uh, or that would have been very challenging. And um, yeah, at one point I had to lay. There's a scene where I'm laying, I'm sleeping, passed out. Um, from the overdose, well, not overdose, but, you know, from the dose that I took that was strong. And um, and I look up while we're shooting, and there were just all bats above me. <laughs> so intense. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool, though. The cave was amazing, and I couldn't even believe it was real. But, you know, Mother Nature, I created something like that. So. And, and I'm at the school that, you show little bits in a movie. You don't give everybody everything. It's, I call it the Ridley Scott mo- mo- uh, rule. If you're going to show a creature or a demon, you wait till the end, and then you show them in their glory. And that's, you know, 
if you wait, he, he won't disappoint, I can guarantee you. <laughs> uh, was that something uh, that you all had in mind? And then, Bridget, you had to play against it. So I want to hear your opinion on kind of playing against it. And uh, great uh, makeup, by the way, and I won't elaborate on that. <laughs> I guess I'll let, them, I'll let Marcos and Chris talk yeah. about um, the first part of the question, and then I'll answer. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, uh, yeah, we hundred percent. Everybody calls it the yeah the alien or the Ridley Scott approach, uh, which we wholeheartedly subscribe to. Um, also, we just you know story wise, it's supposed to be we're supposed to question, and, and she's supposed to question because we're in her point of view. Like, are these people crazy or is there a demon? And we certainly didn't want to decide that for the audience um, until they needed to decide. So teasing it out as long as possible and, um, you know, without spoiling too much, I guess. But um, it's definitely a thing of like, is it in her head? Is it not in her head? And we learn eventually, which it is. Um, but uh, it's always also really fun to play with real puppets. And um, I have a background and I direct Muppets and stuff like that. So I've done lots of like right. G-rated puppet work. <laughs> I'm excited to have a... Uh, I assume this will be R when it gets rated, uh, R-rated uh, prosthetics and um, creature work and stuff like that. So it was really exciting to have that on set instead of having the actors just be like, yeah, trust me. And I had to do that plenty of times. Like, trust me, there's going to be something here. But, you know, when there was, when we were messing around with demon stuff, it was, check that thing out. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. And that was, you know, like early on in the script, uh, that was a discussion Chris and I had where it's like, hey, we need, at the end of this, and, you know, minor spoiler, at the end of this, we have to have something. Like, let's make sure there's money in the budget so that it, it is, like you said, Tony, like, you've, you've waited long enough, let's pay it off, let's see it. So we, we definitely were like, let's get something physically built and designed and let's do something um, that just feels a little, because that's the kind of movie we wanted to make. I mean, ultimately we wanted to make this journey with characters you, you've, you care about, but also real punches of shock and surprise and, and thrills in there. Also some, some humor and humanity. I mean, if we could put it all in there, we knew uh, it was the kind of movie that we wanted to make and, and hopefully that we ultimately delivered. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to say there's a really interesting part about uh, movie making that a lot of people don't, I don't think they're, they're aware of. So there's um, working with the actor, or in this case, the creature that I was working with, and then there's eye lines. Oh, eye lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, eye lines. Because sometimes you want to act with your creature because you want to look at him right in, in the eyes, you know, so you'd have that connection. But if you look at him and the camera's situated in a cool angle, it won't capture that. So it'll, it'll look really weird. So that was a whole part of the process that was interesting, finding the right eye line so the viewer can have the experience that they're, they think Christina is having. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that was a bit challenging because we needed to put the eyes in the place that sometimes weren't looking straight at, at the demon. And so it, it, was, um, it was hard, you know? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that was probably one of the... the most difficult parts about uh, working uh, with with a, a creature, right? Um, 
but having the creature and seeing movements and seeing the physical uh, aspects of it was fascinating. And it, it was so challenging to get into that, that suit and the actor Weston uh, was wonderful and so dedicated and, and generous. Um, so that was a really neat. And I think I shouldn't say any more because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might ruin it. <laughs> okay, I'll stop there. Well, just really lastly, it's good to see Latinos flexing their cinematic muscles. And boy, we need so much more of it. And I mean, this movie was like, God, I wish there were more movies like this that really delve into the culture. I mean, I could go on forever, but even using the traditional La Bamba in there, not the Richie Valens, which I like, but this is a traditional version. And like our Guantanamera, the verses always change. They never stay the same. And and for you, Bridget, I mean, you just were, I mean, I saw you in Baby Driver and uh, boy, there's some big things ahead of you. No doubt about it. Thank you, Tony. That's so kind of you to say. Uh, you're you're bringing it. And, and boy, this part was not, if, if your character falls down, the whole movie collapses. And uh, you, man, the things you went through were absolutely <laughs> amazing. And, and credit to you gentlemen, too, for really putting this together. And I know you didn't have uh, Steven Spielberg money, but uh, congratulations. And for you, Christopher, I hear you're going to be working with J.J. Abrams. So, I mean, that's uh, congratulations on that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's a long gestating thing that who knows. That's why we made this movie. I'm like, I'm tired of waiting. Tired of waiting, yeah. <laughs> stuff. Let's make our own movie and let's just uh, do the best we can and show people what we're capable of. And, um, certainly Bridget did that, so I'm excited for her. Um, it's a real showpiece show for her, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for all of you, really. I think you really uh, flexed your muscles and that was great. Thank you for uh, you know, taking the time to speak to me and stay healthy, everybody. And uh, just an amazing uh, film. I love the culture, the brujaria, the mythology. I mean, it was, I was sucking it all in. It was fantastic. Great. Appreciate it, Tony. Yeah, I couldn't contain my enthusiasm for these talented Latinos in this engaging film. It's really good. The mythology, as I mentioned, I really like, and the brujeria, or witchcraft, that's in there, too, is pretty cool, too. The film premiered this past weekend at the Sichez Film Festival in Spain. I've been to Sichez. Lovely seaside town, south of Barcelona, for those looking for some kind of geographical reference. Eventually, The Old Ways will be on demand, and it's a film I want you to look for. If you're in a Latino like me, you'll really appreciate it. If you're not, you'll still like this very interesting story about mythology, demons, and witchcraft. Really good film. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening. Scene one, Apple take two.